This is Killing the Business Worldwide, and this is your main event of the evening with a one-hour time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, Vic Muscat. He's been on before, episode 30 to be exact. This is, I think, around episode 235 or 236, so it's been a while. He is Mr. Gulf Coast. He is the master of the Superfist. This is Brimstone, baby. How you doing? That's right. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm doing very well. And please forgive my New England Patriots hat. I am, I know you're a Packers fan, and I know everyone frowns upon the Patriots next to the Cowboys. I'm not a Patriots fan. And a man your size, I just want to bring that out first. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Uh, the way I see it is, uh, you know, you root for who you want to root for. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, well, I don't, I don't make any money rooting for him, so I'm not going to get that upset about it. <laughs> well, I think people, you know, are very big about you have to go for the home team. Oh, my God, you got to go for the home team. And I'm just like, why? Yeah, exactly. You're a Packers fan, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to deal with any asshole Green Bay fans. You know, you're in Alabama. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So describe, remind our, my audience uh, who the hell is exactly Brimstone? Oh man, that's a that's a good question. Well, um, I'm Brimstone, baby. That's what they call me. Um, I'm a professional wrestler. I've been wrestling for about eight and a half years. I guess pushing nine years. And uh, they call me Mr. Gulf Coast. Uh, I travel all over the Gulf Coast, man, doing my thing. You know, uh, I like to think of myself as a uh, I say brimstone he's he's a fighter right brimstone's a fighter i like to fight uh but i like to try and fight for what i believe in fight for what's right you know uh i do it for the fans you know the fans like uh you know before we got on here me and you had a little chat about the fans and uh you know so i fight for the fans i try to give them what they want to see that's brimstone man if you can describe your career using one word, what would it be and why? Mm, one word. Uh, I would say, um, wow, I've never even thought of that. Describe my career in one word. Um, well, one that comes to mind would be fun. My career has been fun. For sure um but also to some degree i would say um this may sound bad but disappointing actually in some ways disappointing why disappointing i would say because um not accomplishing goals it's not the end of the world. I don't down myself on it, but there have been uh, goals that I, you know, set along the way over the past few years that I didn't reach. Uh, so I'm obviously that's that's disappointing. Um, but beyond that, it's been a lot of fun. So and that outweighs any disappointment that I've had in my career so far, for sure. Um, this year, I would say, um, if I picked a word for just this year, I would say uh, opportunity. Because this year I have had uh, 
I, what I felt like several opportunities to um, work for different organizations, uh, debut in new states. So, um, so yeah. You were always a wrestling fan, weren't you? Absolutely, man. From so was it, was it one of those things that just fell in your lap? Some guy in the gym came up to you and said, like, hey, you're a big guy. You could be a professional wrestler. You always wanted to do this. Yeah, this is something um, I've wanted to do since I was very, very young. As a matter of fact, I think I was, um, man, I was very young. Uh, just started school, so maybe kindergarten, first grade. And uh, it was it was had to be summertime, or or possibly around Labor Day weekend because um, we would always go and visit my grandparents in North Alabama, and we were visiting my grandparents, and um, so I'm at the age of five or six years old, and my grandmother asked me, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I told her that. Um, I wanted to, this is what I told her, I wanted to be a bodybuilder, which I never, not quite, you know, I lift weights, but not quite a bodybuilder. Uh, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a singer. And I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And I want to count my money. That's what I told her. <laughs> so, um, and just looking on that, it's it's just funny because um, I have done some stage acting. I have sung on stage and I've been a professional wrestler now, like I said, almost nine years. So that's pretty cool, I think, you know. How did your training go and how long did it take you from your first day of training to your first match? Oh, man, they threw me in there very fast. Um, I think I trained for about two months. Trained two months and um, they had a lot of veterans come in and work with me from, from the local area. And um, man, I put in a lot, don't get me wrong, I put in a lot of work, a lot of hours in those two months, but still um, I got put out there with um, two guys. One guy, I think he'd been wrestling maybe two years uh, and another guy, he'd been in the business for several years, but wasn't very active, right? He didn't really do a whole lot. So um, we were all very green going out there. It was a uh, first match, triple threat, you know. But overall, it ended up being a really good match. Um, I did get hurt, unfortunately, but it wasn't like major, you know. Um, but yeah, um, two months kind of threw me in there. He's like, I want to see what you do. And uh, um, of course, I was excited. You know, I'm like, heck yeah, I get to, you know, going to get to do my first show. But looking back on it now, it was way too early for me to be in there. You've Currently, you're a face, correct? Most places I go, I'm a face. Yes. There's, there's only, um, if I go to a new place, sometimes they'll have me be heel. Mm -hmm. And I did, I have done that a few times this year, but predominantly I'm, I'm a good guy. What do you prefer? 
Um, well, it's, I mean, there's parts, there's parts of both that are very fun. Um, it's always fun to be a heel when you, you know, you get to talk trash, you know, you get to just, you know, yeah, uh, you know, make jokes and snide comments to the, to the guys on the mic or whatever, to the fans, you know, it's fun, you know, you can get a reaction that way. Um, you, you can definitely have a lot of fun being a heel. Um, and I do, I feel like my character brimstone at, at this point in my career with how things have gone. Uh, I do think it may be a, a heel turn is, is due like full blown. I really feel like that's on the horizon. It's been talked about for about a year. Um, so we'll see, but when it comes to being a face, um, and there is something about it when it's, you know, it's all about a reaction, right? When we're out there in the ring, we're trying to get a reaction. And it's, it's easier to get the fans to hate you. I mean, think about it. If you're trying to get them to like you and they don't know who you are, that's kind of a tough thing to do. Think about it. You know, yeah. you see someone you've never seen wrestle before, and and don't know anything about him. It's yeah. hard for you to get behind him and root for him to, to win. Yeah, you know, like he's horrible. He's cool, but you know, he's it, exactly. You, you don't. It's like I mean, you got to win him over somehow. And I was just you know started off when I started wrestling. The plan was for me to be a heel, and I came out there, and they cheered me, like. From the get-go, people were cheering me, and they just gravitated towards me kind of like. And uh, my trainer was like, hey, man, he said, look, he's like, you've kind of got this, you know, an organic connection with, with these fans. He's like, we're just going to roll with it, right? He's like, if they're liking you, roll with it. And what was what's cool about that is it just you just feel like a very genuine reaction from the crowd, you know they pop for you when they cheer for you they're they're cheering you on that kind of thing it's just a really cool feeling uh and then the interaction like you know after your match you're doing intermission what's really cool about being a, a face i feel like is is that interaction with the fans you know they're wanting the pictures with you they're wanting the autographs with you um you know these i've said this before i just look at myself as a regular guy Right. You know, I work a job just like anybody else, but I'm a professional wrestler. Right. You know, I don't think of myself as anyone special, but these kids, these fans will come up to you and there's, I'm sure there's a ton of wrestlers will tell you this. It's just so cool. These, these kids think you're like a superhero, man. You know, and you think back when you're a kid and you're watching whoever your favorite wrestler was, I don't know. But if you think back and, and you're in the time period where you're looking at Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior, they were like superheroes, you know? Yeah. And that's just wild to think that someone would look at me that way. I'm like, man, I'm just a regular Joe. But to these fans, man, they think you're the best of the best, you know, and that's just mind blowing. So that's, that's to me is what's cool about being a face. 
And I think pe- more people are realizing that because now it's like wrestling and comic books are being like, you know, yeah, you know, being in the same page. Like they do like signings and appearances at comic book stores or yeah. comic events. I've, I've done a few uh, Comic-Con appearances uh, local. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. But not all fans are, are good. You have some knucklehead fans that, you know, will have too much to drink or whatever who thinks they can, you know, take out brimstone. <laughs> have you ever been attacked by a fan or know someone who has been? Um, I have not. No, I've never had anybody um, try to pick a fight with me or anything. Maybe they just know better. I, <laughs> uh, I can't it's say. Crazy, yeah. I know my trainer, um, I wasn't present for this, but I know he, he had told me a story of when uh, somebody tried to, uh, a, a really old guy, uh, like, tried to, um, he didn't really get get to do anything, like, just got up out of his seat and came up to the ring, was, like, swinging a knife under the bottom rope at him and stuff, you know. Oh, but, uh you know, nothing actually happened. Of course, he did have a knife, <laughs> but that was the story he told of someone. Uh, you know, he pissed he pissed him off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I hear th- that story and I look at TV and like the couple months ago, the Seth Rollins incident, it's like you know, it's like what's wrong? What it's like what's wrong with people? Because those fans ruin it for fans like me who wants to you know to interact with the wrestlers and stuff like that and. You know, after seeing stuff like that, wrestlers kind of get defensive, and you can't blame them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't blame them at all. I mean, I mean, I've had some fans, you know, for you know, want to take a picture with you, that kind of thing. You know, they get a little, I don't know what the word is, but you know, I mean, it's one thing, you know, all right, you know, you put your arm around, you get the thumbs up, or take a fist, whatever. That that's cool. But I've had some really um, bring it in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, it, you know so you got to you got to be you just got to watch i mean unfortunately there's still some people out there that they don't realize um the importance of that personal space mm-hmm. you know i think there's just a lot of people that don't even realize it they're so excited they're getting to meet someone that kind of thing. And then with the thing with Seth Rollins, I, who knows what that guy's problem was. I mean, like tried, you're going to try to beat up, you know, a world champion. Like you're not going to beat this guy. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen? You know, huh? It's like, what do you, it's like that guy, that guy is like, what do you think was going to happen? Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, what, yeah. I mean, and you know, Seth didn't really do anything to him. I mean, he just let security handle it, which is probably—I mean, probably was the proper thing to do. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I'm also a firm believer of you know self self defense. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're in WWE. He knows security's there, but what if it took him a little long to get there? You know. Um. You know, I, if it were me, I would, I would, I would have tried to, you know, at least, you know, 
I don't know. He probably got, he probably took a couple elbows before security got there. I can tell you, <laughs> I don't think I'd have just, you know, held him there. <laughs> I'm a firm believer of once you cross that line and you, you know, wrestler like pops yeah. you, it's, what do you expect? Yeah. It's like, what do you expect? Yeah. You have no, you ain't got no right to be on the other side of that barricade. It's just, you know. So you mentioned your first match, you were injured. What are some of the, Worst injuries you've had that took you out of action for a considerable amount of time? Um, I would say um, really uh, hasn't been anything real bad. I mean, I have broke my collarbone, mm-hmm. just a fracture across the top. Um, wasn't too bad. I think it's healed in about six weeks which I don't think I had a show booked in that time anyway. So, I mean, it didn't really affect anything. Just, you know, I had to, couldn't train for a little bit, but uh, not too bad. Um, Last year I took time off because uh, um, I hurt my neck. Um, I can't remember the scientific term, but I got a really bad stinger, uh, messed up on a move on on the top rope. got dropped on my head and um, should have quit wrestling sooner, but I didn't. I kept trying to wrestle. I had a lot of dates booked. And after about a month, um, it really caught up to me real bad. Basically every, um, every disc in my neck was just swollen and inflamed and it had the nerves just going haywire, you know? Um, Basically, you know, doctors told me, man, you're really lucky you didn't break your neck. And they're like, you, you better take some time off and let this heal, you know. Basically, it's just I need to let the swelling go down, and that would get the pressure off the nerves and stuff. You know, it's just a really bad stinger. You know, I was just lucky nothing nothing got broke, nothing got majorly damaged. But I did have to take uh, some time off, four or five months that I took off. It was, it was bad. Um, I've got a bad shoulder. I mean, nothing, uh, I've never had an MRI on it, but, um, from time to time it bothers me. I did take some time off back in 2018, uh, because of this shoulder, uh, I was actually working out, lifting weights. It didn't happen during wrestling, but because of it, I had to take time off of wrestling, um, that's really, I mean, all I can say that I've actually had to take time off for was that. Um, so it's not too bad, really. I've never had any uh, um, surgeries from, you know, injuries, wrestling or anything. So that's a positive. And of course, you know, you're a professional wrestler. You might be assured with your, I guess, I don't know, people call it shoot job, wheel job, but your, I guess, your main job. But professional wrestlers don't usually have insurance, do they? Um, I think it just depends on, you know, like you said, whatever your job is. I have insurance through my uh, my job job. Job, so, job. So that, you know, would cover, you know, anything for the most part that uh, that would happen. You know, I'm pretty much covered. Uh, so I'm fortunate. Yeah, I do have insurance, but uh, 
yeah, I, I think there's probably a lot of guys like if they're doing well for themselves, you know, with big time indie companies and, you know, maybe they're getting slots with, you know, you know, uh, tryouts with WWE and tryouts with AEW and, you know, maybe working some impact stuff or MLW stuff, you know, some people I'm sure, you know, travel around and they live off wrestling. There's probably several of them that do. They, yeah, they, I would assume they probably don't have insurance. So, you know, those doctor trips, if you do get hurt, could, can be very expensive. So, is there something that you know now that would have been helpful to know when you first started? Yes. Um, the photography and video aspect. Uh, my first five years I didn't have anyone taking pictures or or video of my matches no one ever stressed the importance of that no one ever um, you know told me to do it why you should do it or anything um, it kind of sucks because uh, I got to you know do tag team match with Chris Masters during that time. Got to do a tag team match and went against uh, Glacier from WCW. I've got no video footage of any of it. Um, I've been in the ring with, uh, um, they're all tag team matches. Tag team match, uh, Carlito, um, John Heidenreich, uh, Buff Bagwell, I have no video, I have no pictures, I have no proof, right? right. So it's it's like, cool, I can say I've, I've been in the ring with these guys, but a lot of people don't believe me because I have no proof, you know? The people that were there, they know, but that was something I wish somebody would have stressed the importance to me, um, yeah, when I started. Yeah, but those people are shallow. They believe in it. like no pictures on social media. It didn't happen. It's just those people are just shallow. Like you wrestle those guys, you work with them. That should be right there. You don't have to validate yourself. I, I know it, but to some indie promoters, I mean, obviously, there's some guys out there, guys or girls that will you know, talk about how experienced they are and they've done this, that, and the other. And then they, you know, they book them and they show up and you can tell right away when they get in the ring that they, they're not as experienced as they claim to be. So I think it has more of to do with that uh, than validation thing, if that makes, makes sense. You know, there are a lot of indie promoters I, I'm sure run into, you know, they take a chance booking on somebody Maybe they're from out of town or something, trying to bring in new talent, and they end up paying a pretty penny for them, and they they didn't bring the value that they asked for. I mean, it happens. I mean, you know. Have you ever dealt with any shady promoters? Eh, actually, I've been pretty fortunate. Uh, me personally. I typically have had good relationships with uh, the promoters that I've worked with. So well, they're probably afraid that you kick their ass. <laughs> no, because like you're so big and promoters, you know, I'm not taking jabs towards promoters, but a lot of them are 
just kind of out of shape or fat or whatever, you know, it's like, they look at you it's like, oh no, we're not gonna, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I've had pretty good luck, I'd say. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I've always agreed with the, you know, promoters and I've always gotten along great with them, but I can't say that any of them have uh, done me bad per se. I can't say that they're shitty. I've, I've been pretty fortunate, dealt with, uh, dealt with good people. Since you've been a wrestling fan all your life, in professional wrestling in general, if you could stop one thing that professional wrestling is doing and you start another one that you think could generate more fans, what would it they be? Say say that again. I don't know if I'm understood exactly what you're asking. It's like I'm it's like in professional wrestling in general because I don't want to take a jab towards like an AEW or WWE. Okay. Just in general. If you can stop one thing that they're keep on doing that you think that's like a waste of time and start another thing that you think would generate more fans, what would they be? Mm. Oh man. Um, that's tough. Man, that is a tough question. I don't know. Um, well, one thing I think in in general, just throughout wrestling, there's too many championships. Think about a lot of companies that have too many championships. Like AEW for one, but that's... I mean, even even WWE, I mean, I feel like there's just there's, I get it, they're bigger and they have more TV time. But man, there's a lot of championships. And some some indie promotions have, you know, three and four championships. You know, every single match on the show is a championship match. And it's I just don't feel it needs it needs to be, you know. Um, you know, if you've got one main championship and then you have you know maybe a secondary championship or what you would call a mid-card championship i just feel like it brings a little bit more importance to those championships right maybe they're not defended at every show so that when they are defended it's it it means something right if you look at other combat sports which you know professional wrestling at one time, that's just what it was. It wasn't always entertainment, right? So if you go back to the core of professional wrestling and you compare that to boxing, mixed martial arts, kickboxing, co other combat sports, every single show that a company puts on, every title isn't defended. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Every weight class isn't defended at every single show. Every men, every you know, men's championship, every women's championship. Um, so that when it is defended, like when the UFC heavyweight championship of the world is defended, it's a big deal. Yeah. Right. When yeah. the you know WBC or WBA in boxing, when their heavyweight champion defends the title it's a big deal. I don't think you have to have it 
defended every single show. I get it when you're mainstream like WWE and you have a ton of shows and the champion's not there, it kind of feels like, well, you know, maybe on that type of platform, it'd be nice to see it a little bit more often because there is so much time every single week that it's out there. But, you know, when you look at an indie promotion, this, you know, my opinion is, you know, you're doing one show a month, maybe two shows a month. I know some people are like, oh, yeah, you can easily, you know, defend it every single show. You can. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying I don't think you have to, you know. Why not have some contender matches, eliminate some of these championships and make some of these wrestling matches mean something without having to have a, a, a big, long, drawn-out story, right? right. Every single match of why are these guys wrestling or why are these two girls wrestling? It can be very simple. It's a very simple storyline behind that. She's ranked number five and she's ranked number four. They're facing because the winner's going to face, you know, rank number two and number three two weeks from now we're trying you know maybe your champion's coming out doing promos right your champion's hyping it up for when it is going to be defended they're there maybe they're interacting in a different way they don't always have to wrestle per se to be you know a part of the show i feel like stuff like that isn't isn't done enough you know do more of that then it's an easy story. It's not complicated, easy for everybody to understand. And you can build a story from that, right? right. Maybe this, this chick, she's out there, you know, and she's just putting it to this girl. She's ranked number five. She's beating up number four like there's no tomorrow. And then, you know, this other girl's the heel. She does something dirty, gets a win, does something with the refs on backs, you know, turned, whatever, build a story easy off that. It's not complicated. It's classic, simple, and you can go whatever direction you want from there, or you can have them move up the ranks for that prestigious championship. That's one thing I say. There's too many championships. Get rid of some of them and simplify some of the, uh, you know, entertainment of wrestling. It's like the old Ric Flair days in the NWA. It's like, you know, if you ask me, Ric Flair's like, you know, he was an okay champion. I can make better champions. And I know everyone was like, oh, my God, you know, how could you say that? It's the way they they did everything. It's like you, know, you had a storyline built with Ric Flair, but you never defended that title to like, like, except like once every like 30 days, once every 45 days. And when he did, it was like a big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. This is the World Heavyweight Championship. It, it, you know, it was looked at as this means you're the best. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's like how many world titles out there now? I know. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I mean, some of them to me, I, I still say it has meaning, you know. Um, you know, we spoke a little bit before, you know, uh, the podcast started. Um, you know, I still look at, you know, a company just like Impact Wrestling. I mean, to me, that championship means something. They've been around a while now. Mm -hmm. uh, I I would, you know, if I was a uh, someone competing for that, man, I'd be 
top of the world competing for that championship, you know, but uh, is it as prestigious as the WWE championship? I mean, to some people, it probably is. Me, I grew up a WWE fan, so for me, it's not. But, you know, personally for me as a wrestler in my career, I would be, you know, very proud of that achievement. So there's a lot of world champions out there, uh, championships out there now, but at least some of them actually do, you know, mean something, have some meaning behind them. Last time you were on, you were talking about your own business of like merch and you're putting together like wine racks and stuff like that. How's that going? I've held off on the uh, wine racks and coffee mug racks and stuff I was making. I'm still planning on continuing it. Um, but it was a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of effort going into it for little, you know, little pay, uh, coming from it. It's still the goal. It's okay. still there. Um, but basically, um, you know, my, with my job job that I have, it's in shipbuilding. It takes up a lot of time, takes up most of the week, uh, having time to do that and having time to physically build all those. Uh, it's just you run short on time when you're also still trying to, like you said, get merch together and do different designs for merch. And, you know, some of the merch, you know, goes on websites. A lot of the merch is only in person at a show, you know, so you got different outlets for the merch to try and make the most money. It just you run short on time. So my ultimate goal is actually to shift careers with my job. Right. I've been in shipbuilding for. Uh, gosh, 17 years, 17 or 18 years, I've been in shipbuilding. So um, I'm ready to move on from that. And I'm studying to try and get a real estate license. Oh, and nice. I'll have, you know, still be working hard to make money in that field, obviously, but the schedule will be uh, easily you know, movable, right? You know, you can you can adjust um, your time of when you're working a lot easier. And I'm hoping that that <clears throat> sometime next year will take effect, and I can uh, try to get the wheels turning again on the uh, the wine racks and uh, coffee mug holders and that sort of thing. What are three things that you're grateful for throughout your career? Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity that a lot of promoters have, uh, you know, confided in me to be, um, how do you put it? You know, the several companies have been like, Hey, we want you to be a champion here. You know, we want to, we want to give you the opportunity to, um, be that guy. Uh, very grateful for that. Uh, I don't take that lightly. There are some guys that look at the championships and say, oh, this is just a prop. And I get it. I understand why they say that. But at the same time, I feel like if a company is saying, hey, we want you to be our guy, we want you to be our face, um, I think that means something. It means they, have, they believe in you. They have confidence in you. Uh, because... I mean, you think about it as a fan, you're watching a company, you're watching wrestling, 
I mean, the first people you're looking at are their champions, right? So yeah. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've had. Um, grateful for the knowledge that I've learned just um, not just about wrestling itself, but it's wrestling, it's, it's business, right? Mm -hmm. And it's entertainment. So just, I've learned a lot. Uh, you deal with so many different types of personalities. You meet a lot of people, you know, behind the curtain and on the other side of the guardrail, you meet a ton of fans. So all these different types of personalities. Um, you know, if you're not a people person, that could be tough for some people. That, that interaction with so many different personalities, you know, clash and butt heads. Uh, I'm very fortunate. Um, I tend to get along with just about anybody. <laughs> so it's been a good, a, a good thing for me. Um, and other than that, I would just say, um, man, I got to live a dream. I'm getting to live a dream, man. I was a child dreaming to do this one day. You know, I mean, just, just to even be able to get in a ring one day and say I was a professional wrestler and I can do that now. So, you know, grateful, grateful for that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, in five years, five years, I'll be 40 years old and, um, We'll see, man. Uh, I have a goal. My goal with wrestling is not just the same as what a lot of people are. A lot of people will say, or that you know, fans will think, "Oh, your goal is to get to WWE, or your goal is to get to you know, television." Uh, that would be great. Don't get me wrong; it would be great, but that's not actually the goal for me. For me. The goal is to wrestle in every state in the country that has professional wrestling. I think that's a really cool goal. That's something that has uh, been on my mind for a couple years now. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but it's 40-something states that have wrestling in the U.S. There's some states that, that don't, don't have it. Who knows? Maybe I can get them to have it. Um, like Vermont, but that's another story. <laughs> But um, that's a goal. And, and who knows, I might be able to do that over the course of the next five years. I might not. Um, I don't know how my body's going to hold up over the next five years. Um, but honestly, 40 years old, uh, I'll probably be winding down, at least on the physical side of things, I would assume. 40, you know, um, especially with uh, the time I've spent you know, doing physical labor on top of professional wrestling, you know, puts a lot of wear and tear on your body. Uh, but then again, you know, like I said, I'm trying to, you know, get a real estate license. You know, a lot of that physical labor will hopefully go away over the course of the next five years. So you never know. I may be, may be able to be going a lot longer, but I would, I would like to say with, with all that being said, I would like to say that in the next five years, 
Um, I think it would be cool to at least have wrestled in 30 something states in the United States. That's fair. And um, I want to wrestle in Canada and I'd like to wrestle in the UK. And then if I get to wrestle in any other countries, that would just be a plus. But but those are goal, those are my goals. I'm trying to hit in the next five years ish. And um, I would hope that in the next five years, uh, I want my own brand of coffee, right? Brimstone yeah. brew or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'll figure that out. Uh, and I really like my own brand of whiskey. I think that would be cool. I like whiskey. There's a brimstone whiskey out of Texas, but it, it's spelled with an I, you know, the traditional brimstone spelling. And um, it's really strong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i want my own i want my own uh so that's that's uh those are goals that i'm hoping to achieve over the course of the next five years and if if during that time i'm fortunate enough to get on tv somewhere then that just is a plus to me you know but it's stronger the whiskey is more of a good time it is <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> What are some of your more present day goals? Like right here, right now? Yeah, like with like, let's say a year between now and next year. Uh, between now and next year, um, personal life wise would be, you know, the career change from shipbuilding into real estate. Uh, in terms of wrestling, um, that would also be uh, the goal is to start that branching out process of, of traveling to more states. Um, probably gonna, um, we'll see, might, might end up doing some tag teaming with, with a guy I've tag teamed with before. We're gonna see where it goes. Uh, his name's Chase Matthews. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, I, I think it has potential, uh, but we'll just, you know, you, you never know with tag teams. Sometimes it takes off real well, does good. Sometimes it falls flat through no fault of anybody. It just, it is what it is. You know, you gotta find your niche, so to speak. So we're going to give it a try and just see where that goes. But, uh, ultimately, I'm not just gonna. I'm not just gonna focus on tag team. I want, you know, I want singles, um, and I would like to uh, get back in the um, championship bracket, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hold another singles title somewhere. You know, it's been too long. Yeah. So, what events do you have coming up? Well. Um, I'm, I'm taking some time off to study through the rest of August and September and uh, October 1st, I'll be back in action with the Alabama wrestling Alliance. They have a show called the Steve Hicks Memorial show. Uh, you can look at um, their, they have you know, Facebook and Instagram, AWA uh, Alabama wrestling Alliance for details on that show. Um, 
I'm excited about that. Uh, I've done it every year except one year, if I'm not mistaken. I take that back. Maybe there's two years. Anyway, I, I try to do it each year. Uh, big charity event that they do. And then October 29th, uh, I will be back in Maryland. I made my debut earlier this year with Assault Wrestling Alliance in Maryland. And um, I'll be back in Maryland on October 29th uh, for the Assault Wrestling Alliance again. Um, talking to a couple other local promotions, might have another date in October. And I'll, I'll definitely have some stuff in November, December as well. But uh, nothing set in stone, so to speak. Where can people find you on social media so when these events pop up, they know where to catch brimstone, baby? Yeah. Um, well, I really only deal with Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, it's the brimstone. I spell brimstone with a Y for those of you that, that don't know. And um, on Facebook, I have, it's actually two pages. I have a like page or business page, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's brimstone in, in one word, brimstone with a Y. Um, closing in on 2,500 likes on that. So if you, if, if you come across it, like and follow brimstone, baby. And then I also just have my regular Facebook page, brimstone, two separate words, you know, brim, first name, last name, stone, that anybody can, um, you know, uh, follow me there as well. And uh, that's pretty much all I use on social media. Um, I try not to spend too much time on there. Uh, I try to keep it mainly, you know, wrestling related. But uh, that's where I can be found. So do you have any final words for the audience? Uh, well, I'd just like to say, um, you know, if you're watching this, you've never heard of me before, uh, go check me out. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel that I don't hardly have anything on there, but there is a little bit on there. There's a, it's brimstone. I just remembered. So go check it out. Um, check out my Instagram, check out my Facebook, please give me a follow, uh, and stay tuned because I think, uh, I think I still have a lot left to offer to the wrestling world. Um, I am going to be in my first movie. Nice. Uh, actually, so, uh, thank you. Congratulations. It's um, getting back to that, uh, you know, from the beginning, I told my grandma I wanted to be an actor. Well, I'm actually going to have a small role in a uh, indie film uh, called Binded by Tragedy. So that's coming up. So um, stay tuned for that. But yeah, I feel like I've got a lot left to offer the world of wrestling and the world of entertainment for uh, many years to come. Well, thank you for coming on the show in Brimstone. I appreciate your time and wish you luck in your wrestling career and getting your real estate license. I hear that it's not easy to get one of those. It is not. <laughs> I've heard, I mean, I, one day I was just like, I'm going to get a real estate license. And, you know, and my wife was just like, you'll fail it. Say, so, yes, yeah, <laughs> so I got into podcasting instead. Hey, you know, you're doing a good job, though, with the podcasting, man. Uh, like you said, you know, you've been getting a ton of views on your videos over the course of last year. So just keep it up, man, you know. Um, I appreciate you, you know, having me back on. It's been, has it been a year? Has it been two years? I can't even remember. 
Yeah, I guess it's been like a year and a half, yeah. A year and a half, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, You've been so busy with everything. It's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I stay I stay busy with something all the time. I'm either taking tests for this real estate course, or I'm I'm working, or, or I'm wrestling, or there's always something for me, man. Staying busy, always trying to you know better myself. I keep I tell everyone that if you want to come, everyone come back on the show, and I I'm not like asking you to come on, throw something at me. I'm all open for people who want to say, hey, I want to come on makes my life easier so I don't have to like take the time out and look for people. That's kind of what happened with me and you. I think there was a post on Facebook. I, I was, you know, I think I saw something on there and was like, Hey bro, you need, you know, I need to need to get back on there. And you were like, yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, it took us a minute to, to get the stars aligned, so to speak, but uh, had some rescheduling, but Hey, we did it. Yeah. Know? That got the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Awesome, man. Thank everyone for who's listening and who watched this episode today. Till next time, goodbye and good night. Thanks again, Brimstone. Take care. Thank you, man. Have a good one.